Welcome to an incomplete guide to world domination, a podcast by creators for creators, because together we can take over the world. I'm your host, Brianna Toiber. How's your week been? Oh man, it's, I mean, it is only Tuesday. Uh, Mondays are normally super hectic because I have my actual job and I'm up at 4am for that. Sounds gross. Yeah, yeah, but I'd rather spend an hour driving to where I work uh, rather than two and a half hours in traffic. It makes sense. So I kind of skipped the part. Why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot um, that. My, <laughs> uh, my name is Mike. I run, man, I wear many, many hats. I run a business called Silent Mike Music. Uh, that creates music for podcasts and YouTube creators. Um, I also um, I also produce podcasts, as in doing the mixing and mastering and EQ and all that fun behind the scenes stuff. I make it make it sound good. Um, I also uh, voice act in in podcasts. I'm trying to. It's it's a little difficult to get get it out there, but uh, yeah trying to trying to get that one in um also writing for podcasts that's that's fun endeavor um but yeah that's that's me in a nutshell before you got into like music production and got sucked into the down the rabbit hole that is podcasting what'd you do uh before all that man i've been playing music since i was in elementary school um mostly grew up in church doing the church band thing for music um as far as producing and actually um striving towards uh more of a uh, something that is um professional i guess um though it doesn't seem professional at the moment um uh, i i started that in april and i've kind of just been really going hard at it um and the whole podcasting thing. Did you, like, what else have you worked in? Like, before you really um, started chasing this? So, since then, um, I was in the podcast How I Died, uh, an audio drama made by Audio Media. And um, I was just, uh, I'm just like a one-off ghost person. I think they're bringing it back for season two, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, Gus is a big old tease and won't tell me. That's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, just uh, creating music. I, I've created for a couple different... Uh, uh, I created the, the intro music for How I Died as well. Um, I also have a couple pieces out for different um, YouTube channels that uh, they basically use it at their discretion. I, I really don't check up on them, see if they're using my stuff because, you know, they they paid for it, so... There it is. So you've already been paid. That's the important part. Yeah, once or twice. That's fun. I love getting money for for doing stuff I love. I, I just wish it happened more often. <laughs> um, so what's it been like since you've um, started your company? Uh, it's been interesting. It's uh, still a lot of learning um, going from just doing it for fun to making it a business and more professional and trying to get your name out there via social media and uh, and other other mediums such as podcasts like this one um 
it's it's been kind of hectic. I'm not uh I'm still not used to it. My sleep schedule is very erratic. Um cuz I just don't I, I don't really manage it very well. I I don't have It is really important though. It it is important, but you know when you're trying to start a business and you're doing as many things as I have my fingers in, like the amount of time that you have to do these things uh, outside of your normal job that pays for your, your, you know, the way you live. Um, it's, it's hard. There's just not enough time in the day. So you just kind of got to squeeze in every extra hour you have, even if it means, um, you know, foregoing some of that, that sleep. I kind of looked out my day jobs only part-time. So I have days off and so forth, but that also means my schedule is all over the place, which is a different kind of interesting. Well, I, mine is basically the same thing. I, I normally work Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on my, on my day job. And those days can range from uh, six hours to 14 hours, depending on how much work there is. Um, and then my off days. I a long just, day. Yeah. Yeah. And those days, I don't know why I do this to myself. Those days I wake up super early so I can get all the work done. I'm home by um, at latest for 35 o'clock. And, uh, and then I can spend some time a little bit of time with the family having dinner. Once the kid goes to sleep, I'm, I'm cranking out work. And um, on my off days, I'm just, uh, my wife takes the kid and I'm just going. I'm getting things done. Trying to. <laughs> That's fun trying to manage your own schedule and all that. So what drew you to working with podcasts? How did I get to working with podcasts? What sort of drew you towards out of all the things that you could work with? Um, man, so I, a little bit of backstory, I had been doing music on the side, just messing around, having fun with it, and uh, learning the production side, Um, you know, going through plugins and the digital audio workspaces and, and all that fun technical stuff. And my, uh, my, my friend, Ray, had uh, invited me to a Discord server where um, this guy Gus is is making a podcast, and he's kind of um, learning as he goes, getting getting things done. And uh, he said, "Mike, you, you might have an opportunity here. You know, you've told me you've wanted to dabble in podcasting here and there, so you know, give give it a shot." So I spent some time there, and um, uh, Gus offered me a role in in his uh, podcast, and um, I told him I'd do it for free. So he was ecstatic about that. Um, and it just started there and going, spending time on the discord server with the people I'm just making things for making music and, you know, you could do this, you could do that and just throwing it out there for free. And I kept on hearing people saying, Mike, stop, stop giving away these things for free. Like you are, they said you are too good to just be giving things away. You can really be spending a little bit more time on these things, making them not just good, but great. And you can earn money for it. And, you know, eventually at some point, make it part of your income, you know, make it uh, sustainable. 
So I started doing that with music. I I did the role with Gus, and I found that I really loved acting. My my character in that is is really um, he's he's kind of crazy. He's been uh, stuck in one place for a very long time, so his his mind has started to wither. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun trying to get that to come across. Um, and uh, I I just started putting my name out there and doing podcasting and, and whatnot. And um, eventually, Gus brought me on as part of Audio Media to do production on other podcasts uh, for, for clients we have. Any chance I can get a little sampling of that character? Oh, gosh. You mean right here, right now? <laughs> you can do it. Go for it. I can always cut it out if you want me to. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. I don't know if I could do it on, on the spot. He, he's really trying to get into that, that presence. It's a little, um, little difficult. Um, I know the feeling. I'm working on that, too, because <laughs> with my D&D podcast thing, I'm still getting used to my character's voice because her voice has to be different from my other characters, but it also okay. has to be like unique and not just sound like I'm talking to myself. And I have, it's really fun keeping that up for longer than five seconds. <laughs> for sure. Kind of got it there for like a split second. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of me talking to myself in that voice until I finally feel comfortable with it. And I'm going to look absolutely insane. That's kind of how it goes. <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to get get used to the character if you're going to be throwing it out there for the public. You know what I mean? It's a lot of fun. So have you done any other voice acting since then? No. You know, I've put things out there for um, for other podcasts and uh, haven't gotten any positive um you know, yes, we want you kind of response. Um, but, you know, I'm still trying, still throwing things out there. Um, I think I gravitate more towards uh, strange sounding characters. Um, I did one not too long ago that was supposed to be like a an insect race. So I, I, I <laughs> the, uh, the, the voice I did was really just kind of like back of the throat, really um almost uh smeagol like lord of the rings an insect race what was this for um it was for wizards of the coast they had like a, a magic the gathering um kind of uh kind of a podcast but it's it's more just storytelling more like reading a book um so you know, cool. How did I miss that? I don't know. I missed it too. They didn't want me, so. <laughs> I didn't even know it was the thing, but that was still really cool, though. And now you can be like, look, I have this audio recording of me talking like a living cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's, that's pretty much how it is. Yeah. I mean, I have all these little these little bits and bobs that, that I can kind of put together. I, I don't have enough to make a, a nice reel yet, but I'm getting there. Slowly but surely. Takes practice. So what are some of the challenges and things you've had to learn sort of getting this going? Man, um, I'm not 
very adept at the whole social media thing. I, man, back when I was a kid, you know, Facebook for sure, just all the time. But then as, as I started getting into this, I, I'm just like, I want to spend more time creating than, you know, on social media, but it's kind of a catch 22, right? So you have, you want to create things, but you don't really have the customers to create things. So you have to jump on social media and try and get those customers so you can make the thing. Um, otherwise, it's just you making things for yourself and you're not getting paid for that. So um, it's, yeah, those, it's a tricky balance, but I found Twitter is actually incredibly useful. Yeah, the communities on Twitter are very, very uh, supportive. They're very, very nice. They really are. And you can find some really cool slash really weird people. Like I'm still <laughs> yep. for my D&D podcast. I'm trying to get in with a group that streams. And I think all of their characters are drag queens. Oh, that sounds amazing. I saw that and I was just like. That sounds so great. <laughs> I was just like, I really want to interview you guys. <laughs> yeah that sounds awesome there's so much awesome weird stuff out there i love it there is um some other things i've like we've, we've touched on is um work life balance and trying to be healthy about it but not really accomplishing that um uh, it's it's also difficult when you're like me and have a child that wakes you up at you know, 6.30 on your off days, regardless of how much sleep you've had. And it's like, hey, give me breakfast. <laughs> you know? Um, That's why we so, have coffee. Yes. And I'm, I'm abusing the caffeine a little too much these days. Um, there's more, more caffeine in my blood than there is blood. Aren't we all? Yeah. Caffeine is life. I feel like every person who does a creative thing is probably addicted to some form of caffeine unless they have a medical reason where they can't consume a lot of caffeine. It's true. It's true. And I feel kind of bad for those people, but it's probably good. Well, I think it's just better in general to not be a caffeine addict. But I've just accepted this. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching a YouTube video from a gentleman called CPG, CGP Gray and uh, he has a video on caffeine and why it is a highly addictive drug, but is the best drug ever because it releases all these happy chemicals in your brain and there should no be no reason um, you should quit it unless you're a crazy person and eating it in its solid form. I don't know. Have you ever tried dark chocolate, the chocolate-covered espresso beans? Those are delicious. Chocolate-covered espresso beans. I have... Uh, it, it's too nutty, I guess. Feeling for me, I'm not a big nut person. I don't, I don't like that that mouth feel. Unfortunately, I used them a lot in college before I really got into drinking coffee. And just like pop a couple, and yeah. it's like drinking a cup of coffee. Except for that one time, there I don't go. think my grandmother realized what they were. She had like six, and she was a little bouncy that day. <laughs> oh man. For people who aren't used to caffeine, some of those things, man, they'll they'll make you bounce off walls. But I definitely, because um, I did marching band, so since I had those, a lot of people loved me because I would bring a little baggie full of them on game day. Wonderful. They're like, hey, slip me some of those, all right? I need a little bit, little pick-me-up. 
a lot of people that were, especially when we had like the 6 a.m. call time, they were just, I was their favorite person. There you go. <laughs> so you talked about uh, Twitter communities being supportive. How the people around you, like friends and family, how they reacted to your new new business, dream job, side gig, however you define it? Oh, um. <laughs> most people that I know that I've told that I've been doing this, I, I've, I told my boss that I'm doing this on the side as well. And he was like, he didn't really care. Basically, he's like, as long as you get your work done, man, you do whatever it is you want. You know, good, good for you. But, you know, he's all about the business. Um, my wife and my wife has been super supportive um, in just giving me the time to sit and and work on things um like today she took the kid out to the park for uh, a couple hours um while we do this podcast and i could do some production afterwards um and uh she she knows if i don't if i sit and i don't do any of this uh work for myself i i will start going nuts like i uh, part of me is just like i have to I have to do this. I have to get my hands uh, into um, some form of audio and um, and work on it. Otherwise, um, I'll, I'll probably just start getting depressed and not not do a whole lot. Um, so she 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 knows me well enough to know that uh, those things and and really helps me out. Um, as far as other uh, friends and family, it's like. I told them they're like, "Yay, good for you," but other than that, that's 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 all I've gotten. Like, there's no there's no whole lot of uh, questions or how you doing or how's how's the the business. It's just I told them, and that's it. Just a oh, that's nice. Moving on, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, kind of like kind of like that. Kind of like they don't really understand it and. So they think, you know, you could be doing like my mother, um, uh, bless her heart. She likes that I'm doing my own thing and trying to make it a business. But, you know, you could spend your time at school and working to be something else and do things in another direction. I'm just like, no. Get a real job. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, so I have a real job, but I don't like my real job so i'm trying to make this thing my real job yeah it, some people just <laughs> aren't wired in a way where they have to create things and they don't get us that like they don't get those of us who are wired that way and to be fair i also don't get some creative people <laughs> i don't think we get ourselves <laughs> a lot of the time but it's just it's like true. you just you have this thing and it's in your head and yeah, if you don't get it on paper, all of the voices in your head telling you to create the thing will start either screaming at you or you will be over in the corner pouting. Pretty much, and you just it's like half the story <laughs> ideas in my head. Whenever I'm not working on them, they're just sitting there pouting in the corner or glaring at me. And you know they're there. You know they're just sitting there staring at you making these faces like why aren't you working on this thing i mean come on i'm right here 
to give me more of the story if I'm going to work on you. I can't go off of what you've given me so far. And then they just <laughs> pitch a fit and go pound in the corner. Yeah. Writer's brains are weird. Yeah, I'm I'm just started into into writing and learning script formats and how how all that goes. Um, part of me is just like, I just want to write. Like, let me write stories and I can worry about the format another time. Um, but people are telling me, hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kinda make it flow correctly if you're gonna start sharing these things. Oh, oh okay. All the formatting roles is screenwriting and scripts and screenplays. I don't get it. Like I'm like, as long as you can, as long as you can sort of tell what's going on, does it really need to be like this far in the middle and like this kind of font? I mean, like, well, for professional setting, yes, I get it. But right, like, I I had an idea and I just wanted to start writing it, and I just. I was like, eh, forget formatting. So just a character name, colon, their line, character name, colon, their line, sound effects in parentheses. <laughs> to make it exist, you can make it pretty later. Yeah, pretty much. I just just want to put stuff on paper. That's that's all I need right now. We can we can work on that stuff. But yeah, that's that's fun. I'm <clears throat> I'm not very adept at writing as of yet. But it's it's a work in progress. Um, Just good at faking it. Yeah, pretty much. I can, um, man. I I wish I had more time to do writing and to put put some more work in. Um, but right now, my my uh, my work schedule for um, podcast production is a little little hectic. Um, it's it's a little crazy. Is I'm soon going to be producing two with a possible third on the way. Oh my goodness! That my life is because yeah, because I have this one of the D and D one, and then I have a role play one that I'm doing with some friends. So that one's still we're still working out the details of how okay. we're gonna do that and all that. But I'm just sort of looking at everything and my retail job. And the writing that I need to do on my writing samples because I want to get it into grad school. And the deadline for application is January 1st. <laughs> and I want to do NaNoWriMo. And I'm just like, why do I do this to myself? I have to pick the hardest way of going about things. And then just mm -hmm. head first. Yeah. It's, it's one thing about, like you were saying about us creatives. We're a little strange. Our brains work differently and we kind of gravitate towards all the things that we love but we do it so much that there's just so many things that we want to do and just there's no time there's there's little very little time to do these things i'm like i feel like you just have to accept the fact that this is your life now mm -hmm. you're never yep. not going to be creating things but it is good you do need to have a friend, find a friend or two mm -hmm. who can kidnap you away from your work for about an hour and make you like actually go outside for a while. Yeah, good thing my job uh, it actually consists of working outside, so um, I have that. If I do quit that job, I I don't know what I'll do with myself, but we'll figure it out. Find a social thing on Meetup.com that you can go to. I, I have one on Friday mornings where we just kind of hang out and talk about video games. Oh, that's fun. 
there's a lot of fun. So I'm like, it, just, it gets you out of the house. It gets you to socialize. Because like when you're working on 15 million things, you need something that makes you like get out and like actually talk to people. For sure. About stuff that's not just work. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I want to get to the, um, I want to get to video games um, that you mentioned. You do, you do you play video games right now? I'm currently replaying Dragon Age 2 for the fifth time, I think. That's a lot of Dragon Age. Dragon Age 2 is a little shorter, but um, I started working on a blog post where I was overanalyzing the story because I love the game. Mm -hmm. And I realized I didn't remember a lot of the story stuff correctly, so I thought, why not replay it? There you go. But yeah, I've got that, and I've got some newer-ish, well... Newer, as in I've purchased them recently. <laughs> but yeah, one of the things I do for fun on the side is like little narrative design. Okay. So I'm working on a little interactive fiction game that takes place after the events of Mass Effect Andromeda and uh, Star Wars one. Wow, both good topics. So I'm kind of really hoping we get another Mass Effect game. I know Andromeda had its issues, but it has potential. <laughs> to put it lightly? <laughs> yeah, and I definitely saw those issues, but I'm like, I enjoyed parts of it. Like, I, I enjoyed some of the characters. Yeah. It had some really strong moments, especially the um, the Archon's sort of monologue in your head as you're dying. <laughs> yeah, super interesting. I, I definitely like the gameplay loop uh, for Mass Effect Andromeda. It's, it's just the whole... Mass Effect is first and foremost a storytelling game. And the way that they told the story in Andromeda with all the the cutscenes and and the everything that was going on there uh, it looked good but everything just felt really lackluster for me at least. I actually ended up buying the game um after they finished the last big patch so like i knew there were issues so i think mm. that's part of like since i already knew i wasn't expecting it to be purple so i just don't expect right. games to be perfect in general then i was kind of able to enjoy and there were certain parts that i particularly like details and stuff that i particularly liked and different character related things and sort of just like the potential and the unanswered questions i'm really looking forward to dragon age 4 yeah, I hope that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> that game, if if I hope it's good, if they're able to do with it what they've done with the other Dragon Age games without someone poking at it and telling them to do other things, which looks like it's already happening, then I feel like that game could be a huge turning point for sure. So I just I need to know. <laughs> I need to know what happens next. <laughs> I um I'm I'm into Destiny two right now. The uh, they have a new Ooh. expansion coming out next month. And uh, side tangents aside, uh, getting back to the whole, you know, working and trying to find time to do things. It's really difficult because I love games that tell a good story. And I, I, I just like playing video games in general. It keeps my mind busy. Um, eh. But with all the all the hats that I wear, all the things I have my fingers in, it is really hard to find time to play video games. It's really hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Uh, even- and if what I do is, well, it used to be Sunday nights, but now it's more of Sunday afternoons. I just let myself take some time in video games. I used to live stream them on Twitch, but since I didn't have a capture card, I can't really do that with Dragon Age 2, and I just said I was going to just replay it, and it'll be fine. There you go. Just, it's, I love the stories. Right. On on weekends, I've found, I, I've actually made time since I have a kid. I have to, I need to, I need to find time to spend time with, with my daughter. And so Saturdays have become recently family days where just my wife and my daughter and I, we go out in the morning between like nine and one and just go hang out somewhere. Like last week, we went to the San Diego Zoo for half the day and um, come back and hang out uh, while the kid goes to nap and go somewhere else after nap time and, you know, just kind of hang out with family. It's it's really uh, it's really nice. It's kind of a good break time from work. And then Sundays, I normally have to do work, work that pays the bills, work. Um, so I don't really get too much other stuff done on those days. You just have to carve out your social people time whenever you can. Right, right. And right now, my social people are on Discord and <laughs> uh, my family. That's it. <laughs> Sounds kind of sad, but uh, that that's that's the way the cookie crumbles if you want to get stuff done. I'm like, I, I've got Discord of a couple friends from college. I have family and I have the guy that I've been seeing that at my, my current job. Mm-hmm. And since we're both insanely busy most of the time and have work to do on the weekends, we basically have just started like alternating whose parents' house we meet at and just work on stuff. <laughs> that'll, that'll work. I'm just like, this is my life. This is fine. We'll figure something else out later. <laughs> <laughs> downside of retail is you never really get a Saturday off. No, I've I've done retail and no thanks. Although I might go back to it for the holiday season. It it that's how I got this one. It pays the bills. Yeah, it does. It'll pay the bills for sure. And gives me some breathing space to work on other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really look forward to when other stuff gets me to the point where I don't need the day job or becomes my day job. Yeah, I mean that's the thing we're all striving towards, right? Like we have all these passion projects and we want these projects to become self-sustaining we want to be able to pay our bills and our rent and be able to eat off of this kind of work that we do Um, that's that's the end goal but the key is how do you decide when your side job is making you enough money to where it can become your full job and how do you get it to that point well you know what? I'll 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 tell you when I get there because <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm just starting with mine, so I'm like, I, I don't even know how you figure that out. It's really just a numbers game, right? So you you have you get to a point where you have so much work and not enough time to do the work and this work being your side gig that pays your bills or that that pays you that brings in money um you have so much of that work and not enough time to do it 
and you would have to crunch the numbers, right? Is this the amount, this amount of money comes in and can I keep doing this um, and keep bringing in customers to, to pay me? Um, that'll pay the bills enough so that if I quit my regular day job, will that still be sustaining? It, it, it just becomes numbers game. Because either way, you're going to take a pay cut. Right. Your your pay is going to drop significantly. It doesn't matter how much you're making with your side gig, you will be losing one stream of income. Mm-hmm. And it gives you more time, but then you also have to put in even more work. So technically, you haven't really gained any time. You've just shifted it. Pretty much. But you're able to spend more time on you know gaining more customers, getting more work, and it becomes... It becomes more of your life than I think you expect it to be. Never a dull moment. I don't think it, like, I know there is a point at which it's just like a, a turning point where things just right. click and you know you've quote unquote made it. But I have no idea what that is. I don't know what that looks like. I don't think any of us do until we get there. And then like three weeks later, we're like, oh, wait, I think that was it. You know, I... I'm I'm a pretty firm believer in the fact that you never actually make it. Like you've never you never reach that apex. Like I think you you shift the way you do things and I think you just keep on you you keep on going. You keep on building on on top of, you know, what you what you are now, right? You you're just trying to build things and albeit very slowly. Um, but once you make the shift, you can build things uh, a bit faster because you have you now have that time that you were spending at your day job to work on your your side gig, which is now your your main gig. And you can actually afford people to do the stuff that you don't want to, like transcribing audio and figuring out your finances. And exactly. you can you can spend time doing the things that you want to do. It's it's really interesting. I I had uh, a very short. Twitter conversation with Mike Hurley. Short being in, I asked him a question and he answered it. Uh, Mike Hurley is a the owner of a podcasting network, um, and he, I asked him, you know, how long was it that you did this as kind of like a side gig before you made your podcasting network your main source of income? And he said, he said it took him five years from from starting to do it to leaving his day job. And I thought to myself, five years. Well, I got four and a half more to go, so let's keep on trucking. <laughs> I've got like four and when did I? Yeah. Two, three days. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah. So it's you know it's a lot of time, um, and it's a lot of I think diligence to keep your your passion projects alive and just keep on keep on working on it keep on uh keep on trucking <laughs> as the the country adage goes and and along the way you along the way you find ways to help other people oh yeah because like if you can do it they can too but maybe that like part of why I this podcast is so people can share the story and maybe like share mistakes that they've made so other people don't do the dumb thing. Yeah, and that, that goes right back to how we were saying the, the Twitter community being so helpful. Like, there's, there's so many people out there willing to share their stories, willing to share what 
they've done wrong, <laughs> what they've learned from it, and and other things they've they've gleaned along the way. So it's a great community to be in, the podcasting community. They help out quite a bit when you have questions. Unless you're one of those people that decides to be mean to someone in the podcasting community and Yeah, don't do that. Don't <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't be mean to anyone. If you're mean to anyone on social media, then all of their friends will know that you were yep. a massive jerk. And yeah, you're you're out. You become a social pariah. <laughs> Everyone hates you, and you're just uh, I'm done. It's time to go do. Most of the industry is not going to like you anymore. They don't. They don't even necessarily have to like the person that you insulted. You insulted mm-hmm. someone. Don't do that. Be nice. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much. And you know, sometimes it does feel like walking on eggshells. But in the long run, I think it's just be being like everything, everybody else, being um, willing to share yourself with them as as they're normally willing to share themselves with you. And don't be a, a jerk about it. But you know, just be helpful. You also have to know your worth. Like you mentioned you were doing a lot of stuff for free before pe- someone told you like, no, you need to like be making money from this. It's right. a lot of people underestimate how valuable what they can do is. And when you don't like sort of value yourself at a proper level, it doesn't help anyone. Like other people who are under same scale level, like it hurts them, it hurts you and just... Mm-hmm. There's power in knowing your worth, but a lot of times it's kind of hard to see that. Oh, it really, really is. I recently watched a, an interview with Luke Smith, the the game director for Destiny, and he was saying how he was working at, I think it was Kotaku. They, um, He was saying how he shifted from doing journalism to working on video games. And how still, even to this day, like there's there's a little bit of imposter syndrome um, where, you know, like, am I qualified enough to do this? Like, am I uh, do I know enough? And in, in our situation, when we're trying to make money off of our our side gigs, it's like, am I am I good enough to be charging money for this on, on one level? And then there's another level where, you know, am I? am I charging enough for for this or am I charging too much? Most of the time we're just like, I don't want to charge very much because I'm not, I'm not as good as I, I think I am, but other people saying I'm good. And it's, it's a really hard line when you are the creator, when you're, when you're the one making things. We see all the things that are wrong with it. Cause like we know what it looks like inside of our head and what it looks like on paper or like do- or on whatever medium we're using, it doesn't match that. Right. So we feel like, oh, it, it's not good enough when we see all these other people and they're like, well, I'm not like them. But the thing is, you're never going to be, and that's kind of the point. Right. You bring something to the table that no one else can. Totally true. And you are, you're an individual. You are not that other person, right? Regardless of how much you may try and compare yourself to people who do the same thing. And on on one level, it's good to compare yourself because you want to get better at what you're doing. See places where you can possibly grow. Exactly. Growth is a very important thing. Just don't 
stunt your growth. And I, I think I did this for the longest time where I'm not good enough, so I'm not even going to try. Like, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s, and I keep on, <laughs> uh, to my own detriment, I look back on, man, I could have been doing this a long time ago, and it could have been a lot more lucrative because things were, things were um, booming back then in the YouTube world and, and whatnot. But you, you know what? I think things happen for a reason uh, in their own time. And um, there's no point in, like, there's no point in looking back in that way. Like, you right. can, like, sort of look back and see if there's patterns of mistakes and sort of, like, learn from that. Right. But right. there's no point in looking back and be like, well, I wish I had done this sooner because if you're looking back and saying, like, why, do, why didn't they do this sooner, then why not just go ahead and do it now? Right. There are so many resources out there that you could figure out how to get this thing started, and it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to exist. Right. You just have to get up and do it. <laughs> it's not going to get any better if you ha- if it doesn't exist. Right. And sometimes it just takes that little push. I mean, for people who listen to your podcast, it could just take this little discussion that we're having and it could just be that little push. Like, just get up and go. There's no, you know, you, you like us who've been doing it for almost a year and people who have been doing it for years everyone is still learning everyone's still growing and we're still making things but you have to start right you have to get up and go may look like we know what we're doing but we really don't i had when i was preparing Mm -mm. for this interview i had like three things i wanted to mention like three or four things i wanted to talk about we finished talking about those things like 30 minutes ago i've just (laughs) been rambling on it making it up as i go because like well i mean just like Get a general idea of what you want to do and run with it. Yeah. You'll figure it out along the way. For sure. I mean, and you'll find that maybe that one thing you want to do isn't necessarily, you know, that exact thing. Maybe you'll just find other things. Like for me, it was music. But now I've jumped into the whole podcast rabbit hole, which is a very, very deep rabbit hole. It really is, especially when you get into audio dramas and all the D&D stuff. I'm like... I'm never going to catch up on all of it. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) It's so crazy. But, you know, like I said, you get up and go. You learn as you go. And, you know, you will get better from doing the things that you're doing. And that's that's all all it takes is doing it. Never know if something is going to work until you try. And right. And if it doesn't work, whenever you try, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? It doesn't work out. You now know mm-hmm. if it'll work or not. And you move on. You improve on it. I'm also talking and... with my hands this entire time. <laughs> like, you can see me. I, just, I can't not talk with my hands. It's a thing. <laughs> I do the same thing, but I end up hitting my microphone stand. So I have a little um, uh, fidget toy in my hands right now so that they're not flailing <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've um, got my mic in a place and how I talk with my hands. They don't, I haven't hit the mic yet. So awesome. This is on yet. <laughs> it will happen one of these days. So just kind of looking at like what they're doing now, what's, what's kind of like your dream? What's, what's your goal? Like when you look forward at what you want this to be, what do you picture? Oh, man. You know, you can go as vague or as broad as you want with this. 
you know, I, I'm still kind of figuring that out, to be honest. Music has always been a part of my life, so I think that's something I definitely want to do. And then being on the production side of podcasts, um, uh, doing doing all the, the background sound and, and editing and, and whatnot is fun. I, I really enjoy being able to take something from point A, get it through point B and have it end up at point C and, you know, comparing the differences and seeing, you know, how much better something sounds after you've spent so many hours working on it. It's, it's right up there with music, right? It's all, it's all audio formats. So I think if I were, I guess, make it to a point where I could do this by itself, man, I kind of want to still do it all. Like I want to make music. I want to be on podcasts. I want to be editing and or, you know, making podcasts sound better. I know it'd be it'd be great. I, I picture myself uh, and not even like an office downtown or something, just like a, a, a home office, like my own little studio where I have, you know, uh, a standing um podcasting booth and uh and then like an editing room and and whatnot with with couches and you know make it look pretty i think that would be great i i would still want to work for myself and not have i don't really want to have people under me doing things for me like i still want to have my hands in all of it i know that's not necessarily realistic but you know at this point that's what I that's what I envision. I, I get it because sometimes like you're like, this is my baby. Nothing personal. But I don't want you to touch it because it's mine. <laughs> right. I've always said it'd be cool to have a, my own sort of production studio. But it would also be kind of cool, like maybe not have people working for me, but like other people working on their own stuff in the same place. Right. Right. Having um, producing multiple things at the same time. And just like being part of a team and maybe we co- collaborate on some things, we each have our own things, but just sort of being in that sort of creative collaborative environment. I've had that before, never for a particularly long time, but it's always, it's, it's such a great feeling like having people to bounce ideas off of, having someone there to like metaphorically or like literally like shake you when you're like being dramatic and need a bit of a reality check (laughs) Mm -hmm. having that environment would be so awesome yeah yeah that would be great too it's always good to bounce things off of other people and be able to get opinions to shape what you're doing um, especially from those people that you trust you know what i mean the people that you know, like you care about you, but are also willing to tell you when you're being an idiot. <laughs> yep. And that happens more often than not. It's usually because you need it. Yes. Going on for like 50 minutes. I feel like we could probably talk more. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to get back with you at some time, though, just because I've enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, so have I. It's, it's been good. Well, definitely thanks for having me on. And, uh, I wish you many more great podcasts in the future. You as well. This has been a lot of fun, and I will definitely be bringing you back on at some point to either check in and see how you're doing, or maybe we can go back and forth on different topics. We'll see. Yeah, for sure.
An incomplete guide to world domination is directed and produced by Brianna Toyber as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. Music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. You can find more of his work at chesterstudios.net. If you would like to help support our show, you can find us at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. For more information on the other shows produced by Pseudonym Social, please check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com.